You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. Today, we are going to talk Impact's Rebellion Night 1 and AEW Dynamite from this past week. Hell yeah. Uh, by the way, he's Tim Fowler and I'm John Kearns. You didn't introduce us this time. Um, <clears throat> well, shucks, John. By now, they should know who we are. They should, but you still introduce yourselves every week. Don't you watch YouTube videos? <laughs> Game Grump says, hey, I'm Grump, I'm not so Grump. Every time. <laughs> okay. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion. Oh, we're doing that? No, I'm kidding. Fucking with you. John Kearns, what's up, folks? First up, we're going to go over Rebellion Night 1. It was decent. I'd give it a... Well, we're going to grade it at the end. Yes. But it was decent. Um, looking more forward to night two, yes. if I'm being honest. But uh, still some decent shit to talk about here. I would say it was average. average. Yeah, I'd say average. And I'll tell you why. We're going to kick it off with a trios match, as the kids like to say. As the kids like to say. <laughs> Splayed out. Splayed out. Big meaty men pumping meat. Um, it was Tommy Dreamer and Rhino with a partner of their choosing, which turned out to be the returning Crazy Steve, which was awesome, versus representing OVE, Madman Fulton, and the Crisp Brothers, Jake and Dave. Yes, um, Tommy Dreamer tried to do a kip-up in a hilarious spot, and Rhino and Crazy Steve helped him up, which was hilarious. Um, not much to talk about the match here. Uh, Jake Christ always impresses. Um, John, do you have anything to say about the match? Uh, not really much to say about this match, other than uh, other than it's cool to see Crazy Steve back, and it's awesome to see. Fulton flourishing where he wasn't given such opportunities elsewhere. I have some thoughts. Uh, I really dislike having Dreamer in the ring. He's way past his prime and should be an agent. That said, Rhino should only do small feuds on the regular programming, not featured on their specials. I would have had Fulton win here as they've been building him to a as a big heel and I would have had great offense by Crazy Steve as he just returned. But unfortunately, that did not happen. So, I didn't really care for this match. Yeah. Don't know why Rhino got the pin on Dave Christ. Right. Especially when you're building up Sammy and uh, you're trying to make OVE a real threat. Well... We're going to move on to... A triple threat tag team match. It was the Rascals being represented here by um, Wes and Dez. Wentz. Wentz. What the hell was it? Wentz and Dez. Uh, <laughs> that being Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier, for those that don't know, but you should. Uh, Fala Ba. 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 And TJP. 
going up against uh, Team Triple XL, composed of AC Baby, AC Romero, and Larry D. D. Larry D. Uh, the start of this match was pretty good. TJP and Dez had some good exchanges, including a Rana into an armbar by TJP. Uh, there was really nice tag team offense throughout by Wentz and uh, Desmond. This was my first time really seeing Larry D and AC Romero. Yeah. Uh, AC is good with his weight. Larry could lose some because he's really good at striking. He just doesn't look like it. Um, there was a big belly-to-belly from Ba to Larry D. Uh, Romero got tripped and cannonballed into his own partner. Dez hit an amazing triple backflip kick. A UF, UFO cutter by Wentz and a final flash by Dez finished Larry D and the Rascals win. This match at first wasn't so hot, but picked up toward the end. The Rascals, I feel, are above this. I would have to agree with you. That's a good point that I did not think of until you said it. Um, I would have much rather have seen TJP and Fall Above versus Team Triple XL. Um, just as a match. But I understand um, why the Rascals were involved because they have notoriety and impact now. Right. Um... But Rascal should be going for the tag titles. Yeah. I'd have to say. Because they've been killing it. Um, all three of them have been killing it. And on next on the next part of Rebellion, which is uh, next Tuesday, <clears throat> the third member of the Rascals, whose name escapes me. Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. Um, will be in a Fatal 4-Way match. Against uh, Rohit Raju, who we just interviewed a couple uh, last... I think we uploaded it last week. Yes. And uh, who are the other two in that match? Suicide. Suicide. And... God. I don't remember. Can't think of it. But anyway, it's going to be some radical uh, X-Division type action. Yes. Looking forward to it. The next match on the show was for the X Division Championship. Return of the Mac. Ace Austin put up his title against Willie Mack, who won in a in an X in an <laughs> outstanding uh, like six way match a couple of weeks ago. Um, Willie Mack really uh, is so athletic for his size. He hit an amazing coast to coast. Ace Austin played the hill really well. He At the beginning, he kept taking powders to the outside. He really didn't want to fight the Mac, it seemed. Um, also, um, we got a stunner from Mac, but Ace Austin hit the fold right after for two. Willie Mac hit a, uh, ended the match when he was... Ace Austin tried to do a back body drop off the top, but Willie Mack stunned him off the top and then hit the six stars to become the new X Division champion. If you are going to watch this show, this is the match to watch. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that entirely. Uh, This was clearly the standout contest of the evening. We're going to move on to... 
Jeez. Uh, Kira Hogan versus Kylie Ray. Smiley Kylie, as it were. Yes. Um, this match was also pretty good. Uh, Thomas. What are you doing? Okay. Keep me on. There's a cat here, if you did not know. I'll see what she's doing. Anyway, so this match was pretty much to build up Kylie Ray as she's new to the Impact roster. Kira Hogan did a good job of playing the heel as well like Ace Austin did. She was throwing Kylie into the corners, bashing her head off, hitting her with strikes. Um, at one point, they kept hitting the ropes and uh, smashing each other back and forth, which led to... Uh, a series of super kicks from both of them until they both super kicked each other down. Kylie Ray uh, did the Ky Kylie special uh, for two, but uh, and ultimately won with the STF, the smile to the finish. Um, this was good in building up their new uh, knockout star, Kylie Ray, and Kira Hogan did a good job here. I'd say uh, Kylie is a hell of an acquisition for, for Impact right now. It's unfortunate that she wasn't able to stay with AEW, but uh, I think she's found a home here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Impact is known for two things. Knockouts and X Division. So, yeah. It's a good move. Main event of night one. It was Sammy Callahan against Ken Shamrock in an unsanctioned fight. Who is the most dangerous man on the planet? Sammy Callahan is the correct answer. Is the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, they brawled it on used the... To be, it used to be Ken Shamrock. Yeah. It once was. I'll fully admit that. But uh, he doesn't need to be doing this no more. No. Even though he looks like... He looks like he's in great shape. He just has gray hair. And I think he, I, I think he could still kill it in UFC. He wants to fight Minoru Suzuki in a pancreas match. That'd be amazing. Right. Let him do it. I agree. <laughs> uh, now on to the match. Uh, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan battled on the outside where Ken had the advantage until Sammy led Ken into a backstage area where the match started to get cinematic. Um, Sammy choked him with a chain and beat him with a trash can and its lid, where he Ken Shamrock literally had welts on his back. Um, Ken Shamrock started getting the upper hand again, but OVE came to the rescue and started beating down Ken. Sammy comes back with a club of some sort. It says thumbs up, thumbs down. And attacks OVE. So it seems like Sammy is going out on his own now. Uh, why? I guess we will find out in weeks to come. So instead of using the club on Ken Shamrock, he gets in his face and says, let's finish this. And Ken says, let's go outside. They go outside. Looks like they're going to do a fist fight. But weeks prior, Sammy Callahan injured Ken Shamrock's eye with a fireball and went right for the eye. Uh, he, Sammy put on a rear naked choke and Ken Shamrock backed into him into a production truck about three times and then locked the ankle lock on. Sammy did not tap out or give, give up, but he passed out and Ken Shamrock was declared the winner. 
Now, I don't know how into this idea I am. And by idea, I mean the mixture of regular and cinematic wrestling. Mm. Um, I think an all-the-way regular match or an all-the-way cinematic match is the way to go. I kind of found myself getting a little bit out of it when they got to the back and suddenly there was background music. Mm. <laughs> it was weird to me. And I think for an unsanctioned fight, uh, it would have been better done in the AEW style as a lights out match where weapons are allowed. And uh, they did use weapons. I mean, they used weapons, but I missed. I found myself missing the spots in and around the ring. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Like. Jumping off the top rope through a table or getting thrown off the stage. That kind of shit. Well, there was, was a jump off the ramp from Shamrock and it looked absolutely terrible. Shamrock should not be doing this kind of stuff. Don't dive. No dives. Listen to Randy. I liked that Sammy was fighting for the title of World's Most Dangerous. Man, I yeah. hope this leads to Sammy damn near killing Shamrock the night Ken gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That'd be right. Uh, all in all, Impact has filled LAX and the Lucha Brothers spots with old wrestlers who shouldn't be getting that much screen time. Impact has a great roster, and I get that coronavirus has threw some wrenches into the fold, but they should keep featuring the young talent and much, much less of the older guys. Impact Rebellion Part 1 gets a C from Old Timmy. Wow, that's uh, that puts things in perspective. I'll say that um, it's not really something you think about until somebody says it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know why they need to be using ECW talent. No, the I mean Rob Van Dam can still go, and he has yeah. a good good thing going with Joey Ryan. But like. I understand that Rhino is a good wrestler, but, but, the, but he shouldn't be on the main show. And Tommy Dreamer, are you only wrestling because your brain is so damaged that you forgot that you can't do it that much anymore? Like, I I don't get it. I know you live and breathe wrestling, and that's great, but there has to be some other role for you. Yeah. You are not entertaining to me. You never really were, but... I wouldn't say that. Not to me, at least. Yeah. But now, you are... I, I don't know. Are you going to die in the ring? Because I really don't want to see that. How many times can we do the ECW reunion storyline? It's so sickening. It's yeah. it's it's really vomit-worthy. And yeah. I think Vince McMahon is a big part of why nobody cares about ECW anymore. Well, also, they do these ECW reunions without Joey Styles and Paul Heyman. Yeah, it's usually just Rhino and Tommy. Sometimes they'll throw in the blue mini. Wow. TNA did it with Raven whenever he was still on drugs and looked like shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. But good on Raven for being sober now, and yeah, I love Raven. So, I always have. Let's get into AEW Dynamite. Well, what did you grade this show? Ah, uh, I'd go C, maybe even C minus. I'm predicting that night two will be at least a B plus for me. I hope so. But we'll see. Because I am, despite 
what I just said. I am a fan of Impact Wrestling. I just think that they could do some things a little bit better. They could do some things to better their public image rather than just constantly complaining about their lack of public image. One great thing that they could do is take Josh Matthews off the headset because... Absolutely. Uh, he really takes away from every Impact show I watch. I wouldn't the be only good he, thing about yeah. the commentary now is that his wife's sitting next to him busting his balls because, yeah. my God, is he just awful. He is terrible to listen to. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a big part of the reason people don't watch Impact anymore. All right, on to AEW. AEW, Dynamite. Dynamite. Started off with a banger of a match, a TNT. Which, obviously, because every time these two are in the ring, it's a banger. Yes. It was for, uh, it was a quarterfinal match in the TNT Championship Tournament, representing the inner circle, Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God, against a bitter rival in Darby Allin. Whoever would win this match would go on to the semifinals against Cody. Now, who would win? Sammy has been hitting on Brandy Rhodes, so he should get an ass whooping from Cody. But Darby kind of threw Cody around after their last tag team match together. So it could go either way. Um, This match... uh, was balls to the wall, as usual. Uh, Sammy hit a flip to the outside during Darby's entrance. Sammy hit a splash off the top uh, to Darby onto a ladder set up on the apron and barricade, and the ladder didn't break, which was ouch. Very ouch. Darby pulled off Sammy's boot and headbutted the ankle and twisted it. Um, Sammy hit a beautiful springboard cutter. Uh, Darby locked on an ankle lock. Darby went for a suicide dive and crashed into the barricade. Sammy hit a beautiful 630 and covered, but Darby grabbed the rope. A stunned dog millionaire in the Last Supper secures the advancement to Cody for Darby. Really good match. These two have great chemistry and can't wait for Cody Darby 3. Cody Darby 3 is going to be amazing. And uh, fear not, Tim. I'm sure that Sammy's comeuppance is not that far in the future. Well, we found out right after that Matt Hardy said the only person who answered him was Sammy Guevara, the false god. So if Sammy wants to fight Jericho's battles, Sammy can come to the compound and Hardy will eat him. Uh, Le Hole of the Ass is afraid of Damascus. Le of the Ass. So here's Matt Hardy talking. Correct. Matt Hardy says the elite are his friends and the pillars of AEW. He understands why Chris was mad. Because if you knock the pillars down, chaos ensues. And in chaos, there is opportunity. Opportunity for Jericho to sit atop the mountain. Hardy says he will kick every member of the inner circle's ass until he kicks Jericho's ass. Jericho says Hardy better shut his fat mouth. I was kind Can of we... sad whenever Damascus said that this these words should be documented and there was no scribe. I don't know if you remember back in Impact yeah. whenever he said, this yeah. should be documented and there would be a yeah, scribe. Be a guy. I... 
maybe, hey, maybe Vanguard One is recording everything now. Maybe he's the scribe. It's possible. We're going to move on to... Uh, Kenny Omega was in action against a uh, against one of their newer talents. A young in, Georgia upstart what is his name? named Something Alan Angels. Alan Angels, yes. Uh, Alan Angels lost fantastically to Lance Archer in Lance Archer's debut match. But uh, in this match, he had a damn good showing against Kenny Omega. Yeah. Jericho said this match is good for Omega to get a win on his records by beating a Tijuana taxi driver like Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho... Uh, if Jericho ever quits wrestling, he needs to be full-time commentary for AEW. I agree. <laughs> uh, Angels had some good offense, tripping Omega with the apron skirt and a springboard dropkick and a nice striking combo. A snapdragon quickly quells Angel's strikes. A V-trigger for two. Gut-wrench powerbomb and a V-trigger gives Omega the win. Yeah, and I will say, small detail that I appreciated. Um, Omega not needing to use the one-winged angel on a talent like Angel's. Yeah, I agree. It That um, is further proving my theory that the one-winged angel is currently the most protected finisher in pro wrestling. As it should be. Yeah, as it should be. Finisher, all finishers should be protected, but it's good to see smart booking with Kenny Omega's moveset. Right. We then got a Scorpio Sky vignette. Sky says he always wanted to be a pro wrestler as much as he wanted air. 2008 or 2009, he got a bad lower back injury. Doctor said surgery or pain management, but you probably won't wrestle anymore. One day, it magically felt better and kept getting better as time went on. He always heard he's great, but we don't have a spot for you. At one point, he asked God and his deceased mother what way to go and decided on one more try with wrestling. He then got an opportunity in 2017 by forming SCU. Yeah, and we will get the second half of that, I assume, on next week's Dynamite. Because it said to be continued at the bottom. Next match, uh, we have Jimmy Havoc versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Havoc attacked before the bell and choked Cassidy with his jacket and his shirt and chopped his chest off. Uh, yeah. Big suplex on the floor by Havoc. Uh, Havoc stopped, stomped the fingers and hands and started manipulating the joints. This was very heavily Havoc at the beginning. Yeah. Until Orange Cassidy ducked a lariat and hit a drop kick, a suicide dive, and a flying crossbody. And a tilt-a-world DDT for two. Cassidy with a the laziest... Of splashes for a two count. Cassidy ducked the acid rainmaker and hit a Superman punch. Ford, Penelope Ford, stops Cassidy, but the best friends stop her. And Kip Sabian, Tope Conhilo's the best friends. Ford misses a dive and Cassidy rolls up havoc for the win. This is building to something and we find out later. Yes. Um, 
It should be noted that post-match, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Heavy beat the pulp out of Orange Cassidy, but were chased off by Chucky T and Trent Barretta. Um, Very funny stuff, though, with Orange Cassidy not being able to be held up by the best friends after the match. I thought that was perfect and fit his character very well. Um, Orange Cassidy continues to impress, uh, as does Jimmy Havoc. So, yeah, I liked it. I'm glad Jimmy Havoc is finally off dark and onto the main yeah, show. Yeah, I say the same thing about Orange Cassidy. Uh, this was his Dynamite debut as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is nice to see them starting to use Orange Cassidy as a legit mid-carder. He has potential to be more. Yeah. Which we'll probably find in mm-hmm. recent times. Anyway. I guess what I'm saying is it's nice that we're finally starting to see a very established mid-card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before Ooh. we got to see Wardlow in action, we got a promo outside of a very beautiful house by MJF. He said that he couldn't be there during these times because he suffered a terrible hangnail injury from gambling at the last the man, time we saw him. And the man's arm was in a sling. <laughs> Ridiculous. But um, of course it is. It's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> uh, he said he will be back and become champion. So that is still on his mind. We got Lee Johnson versus Wardlow. A gorilla press into a power slam. Then two release suplexes from Wardlow. Lee got in some strikes before Wardlow pulled Lee off the top, face first into his knee. An airplane spin secures the victory for Wardlow. This was a nice squash match. Wasn't feeling the pull off the top into the knee. Kind of seemed weird for a big guy to do. But I guess I could get used to it because it's different. Um, Yeah, but nice squash match. We got a Brody Lee promo before his match. Um, it seemed like a former f- college football player who got injured also gets a breakup call from his girlfriend and wants to join the Dark Order. Brody Lee offers the mask uh, in his office. So I don't know if this was just to build up Brody as more of that... Uh, distinguishable business type character yeah I think or if they're going to debut someone I think it was a mixture of both I think they were doing the, they were building up Brody and also showing that the dark order is gaining numbers um I did think that Brody two of Brody Lee's questions being how tall are you and how much do you weigh was very clever <laughs> wink 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 nudge nudge and uh Asking, did you play college football and all that stuff? Right. Because, you know, the only thing missing is a T-Rex skull hanging on the wall behind him. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah. If you don't get that, look it up. (laughs) We got Justin Law versus Brody Lee. Brody absolutely dominated. Super kick, suplex, half and half release suplex, black hole slam, and a discus larry for the win. Brody is being built as a monster, and it's great. I wonder who will be the Dark Order's first targets. Looks like it may be Jurassic Express, as Brody stared Marco Stunt down after the match. Yeah. We then found out that next week, 
Brody Lee and Marco Stunt will be wrestling each other. Oh, boy. And boy, am I afraid for Marco Stunt. Yeah. <clears throat> Kid, uh, guy can't seem to catch a break. The Best Friends Challenge, Kip, Sabian, and Jimmy Havoc. And we find out that next week they will be facing each other in a no-DQ, uh, falls-count-anywhere, I think, match. It's, it's definitely no-DQ. Yeah. Um, we then get another episode of the Bubbly Bunch where they did uh, a TikTok-type thing called Flim Flam. Uh, Jericho says whoever has the best Flim Flam gets a prize and a bottle of hand sanitizer. And Sammy is very excited for this. He pulls out all the stops. Jericho says, Sammy's a show-off. Enjoy your hand sanitizer, Sammy. And he threw the hand sanitizer at his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Bubbly Bunch... Is hilarious. Jake Hager was really funny. He t- Sammy said he was sad, and Jake, Jake Hager is coming into his own, man. Um, I, I, if you would have told me that he was gonna end up being one of the people that I pay the most attention to in AEW right now, I'd have called you crazy. But I'll tell you. So he said to Sammy that. Uh, don't be sad. You're too beautiful to be sad. Sadness is for ugly people. Yes. Which was hysterical. On to the main event. Main event time. Another quarterfinal match for the TNT title championship, whatever. <laughs> uh, Dustin Rhodes putting his career on the line against Kip Sabian. Kip, obviously, with his girl Penelope Ford. So Brandy Rhodes is in the corner of Dustin. Early on, Dustin worked the arm of Kip Sabian, but Kip Sabian turned the match around and started working the leg of Dustin, just really, really uh, just wrenching on that leg. Uh, At one point, I believe Dustin went for a power slam but fell backwards, selling the injury of the leg. Um, Another point, Sabian said, this is my moment, not yours, and pummeled Dustin while mounting him. Um, Brandy speared Penelope to stop Penelope's interference. A destroyer out of nowhere secures the win for Dustin. So next week, along with Darby versus Cody, we get... Dustin Rhodes, the brother of Cody, going up against Lance Archer, who wants Cody. I wonder who will win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Lance Archer's going to win, but I'm not mad about it. Because this, this has turned into one of the best mini storylines in a very long time. Yeah, I with, just hope... With any wrestling show. I just hope that Dustin doesn't put his career on the line again because... I don't think he will. I I like to see Dustin in the ring here and there. I, I, I was kind of digging him and QT Marshall as a tag team. Yeah, they, they were one of the best parts of Dark for a while there. Um, What would you give this episode of Dynamite, John? Hey. An A? It's an A every fucking week, dude. I haven't been disappointed once yet. Yeah, they they keep building characters, yeah. which is great. They keep um, they keep putting in storylines. They keep furthering people, which is really great to see. 
I mean, Brody Lee, Wardlow, Omega, they all got standout good squash matches. And they they had, um, they're starting to put Havoc and Sabian and the best friends into a feud. Um, so I'm going to go with John and say an A. Yeah. I was, I was pleasantly, uh, I was happy about this. So next week, we are going to have Impact Rebellion Part 2 and AEW. Uh, eventually, we will get back to NXT as the Cruiserweight Tournament is happening. We know that. We know that El Hio de Fantasma debuted last night, which is awesome. Yeah. Saw some great stuff from Jake Atlas with I'm gifts. Thinking, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, maybe we'll just touch on what's going on with the tournament at the start of next week. Maybe. We'll try to do that. We'll try to do something. But uh, we just... Um, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, it, Impact Rebellion was going to be one episode for us. But then the show itself ended up getting split into two. COVID-19 is throwing a wrench into fucking everything. So... <laughs> um, I do just want to say... We didn't mention it at the start of the AEW discussion. But I want to mention it here. Um, Cody's promo at the start of the show was incredible. Yeah. He was saying, this guy's a monster, this guy's this, this guy's that. Yeah. What am uh, I? And Arn Anderson said, you're a champion. <laughs> right? Honestly, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes has become one of the best promos in wrestling. I'd like to see what he could do as a heel. Yeah. But babyface-wise, absolutely, 100%. He's he's clearly top babyface in wrestling right now. Clearly. There's no other option. Drew McIntyre's Ma- up Yeah, there. Drew. Maybe Roman. But, uh, well, Roman's not on TV now. That's true. That is true. I failed to mention that. Um, another thing. Uh, we along with our friend Sid, the Nerdy Mark, have launched a channel called Armbar Nerds. It's something you've probably heard of before. We've had episodes of it. On, on his channel? His channel, channel and ours. Um, we, we decided to create a channel for Armbar Nerds where basically we're just going to upload randomness. Um, anything nerdy. Anything nerdy. Anything. I anything we decide to collaborate on is going to be on that. Yeah, it's going to be there. I personally am in the process of uh, getting some gaming content together, some let's playing, maybe even some streaming uh, with some video game stuff. Sid and I will be talking about anime. Me and John and Sid will probably talk about music, movies, uh, yeah. wrestling. You know, whatever we want to do. Whatever we shows wanted, we're binging. We just wanted an outlet. So if you're interested in that, uh, look up Armbar Nerds on YouTube. Um, and soon it will be coming to all podcast platforms. Also, as you can see on our new ticker at the bottom of our uh, visual, 5-3-2020, we will be having MLW Selena De La Renta here at Armbar Audio, so be on the lookout for that. 
And as always, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. And peace and love to all of you. Bang! Also on the ticker, audio version, now available. Check out our page at Anchor to see where all you can listen. I know for sure right now we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Apple is soon to come, I'm feeling. Um, Anchor's kind of just doing its thing and getting us out there. So thank you to Anchor. And uh, only thing on there right now is our interview with Rohit Raju. This but, will be uh, up there. This will be up there. And all of our future episodes. And all future episodes. Yeah. So good night, folks. Peace.